shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea. Hello, and welcome to the tea. My name is T-Rex. Who are you? I am Lucky Stiff. How are, How are you? you? Though I am concerned that is a fraught question. <laughs> so there's a certain chaos in the air tonight. I could have swore it was. Is Mercury in retrograde or something? I'm I don't know what's happening. There's a turnip in rutabaga, for sure. <laughs> I didn't understand what that mouth said. Um, uh, what's it with you? You're um, at work. I'm, I have work. I'm applying for this giant performance grant, which oh, would nice. mean that I get to spend like eight weeks. Well, I wouldn't spend eight weeks, but me and my collaborators would spend eight weeks in the summer in Las Vegas working with like neon and creating a giant neon garment. Oh, nice. But... I don't know if it's going to work or not. And the application is due tonight. So oh, great. everything. So I haven't slept at all. So I'm going to be super loopy today. I'm still figuring out my performance for Goddess. And I just met up with Denali because I want her to like help me. Yeah. She's good at that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, just help me. And so we came up with the whole, I think it's going to be really funny. So, I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. That's um, exciting. We are joined by uh, two uh, returning guests. Uh, Miss Dita Ritz is here and uh, the Vixen. Hi. Yay. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> uh, what's new? What's new with you, Dita? Oh, God, so much, actually. I just got back from L.A., so mm-hmm. I was in L.A. for like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got to do work with uh, Willem in Alaska on their podcast. Okay. Shout out to Race Chaser. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love Race Chaser. It's so great. And they like kind of worship you when they're talking about the new season. I I had heard I heard that. Yeah. And then um, I when I got there, I had to thank them that, like when I was there because, yeah. you know, I just really love them. And they're so adored by mm-hmm. the fans and by the fans of drag. So it's great when they use their platform and yeah. bring other people in. And I always love that about both of them because they do yeah. that. They they don't just hold it to themselves. They invite everybody yeah. on their show. They invite everybody into onto their platform to get exposure, which I love. And even when Willem has like really shady opinions on <laughs> <laughs> Willem, I, a shady opinion? Never. That has never happened. I do, I do find her to be a chaotic good. Like I do think that she does stand for like some good shit. Oh, she's yes. not afraid to like get around in the muck. I've always yeah, said that know, Willem like, she, and she does stand for some good shit, but like if people are being assholes, she'll just fucking say it. And that's like, true. I do love that. Yeah, and I like she's that not just shit meter for sure. Yeah, yes. like she's not just out here reading people left and right for no reason. Like she makes good points and mm-hmm. she has like educated opinions, but she's also got big balls. So Willem pays <laughs> her dues. She understands yeah. this industry mm-hmm. and she understands what's even beyond this industry, which is show business. There, you know, there's drag industry mm-hmm. and then there's show business. And she yeah. understands that so well and yeah. she knows how to get around. And that's why we love her. She she truly reads her contracts word for word, yeah. situation, everything, a comma, yeah. and helps and ex- other people. In yeah, and she yeah. and I, I have I've I've learned a lot of that from her. I call she her knows her, her fucking rights. She knows her rights. That. You I said love. that on, on when I did details when you were on details. Yes, and she, you, knows yeah, she, knows she knows her rights. She knows her rights. She knows what. Well, that's what fucked her up on Drag Race because she knew you know she was the only person they probably ever had and probably going forward will have again who like was a part of SAG. Mm-hmm, so yeah. she's like, as per my SAG, uh-huh. you know, like I'm afforded this break yeah. and this and this. And uh-huh. they did not like that. Um, you've been doing details with Dita. I've been doing details with Dita, which is really fun. We just have this new version now. It's called details, the slice. So I'm mm-hmm. giving you my five slices yeah. of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been fun uh, coming up with that. And, 
I just, you know, I love talking about pop culture. You guys sure. know that I'm very much in always on that. So really doing that, working with IMHO and Dixie and Chan yeah. and Alexis has been really fun. Um, and, uh, I just did some stuff with, uh, World of Wonder with the Vivian and Angina. Oh, nice. So, I, and that just kind of happened sporadically when I was in LA too. Uh, so I'm so excited. Those videos to will be that. out within either, maybe it'll drop tomorrow. Maybe yeah. It'll come I'll, out in a year and a half with <laughs> only on Wild Plus. Sometimes that's how they release yeah, things. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I, that's yeah. the thing. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I will say I did get paid for it. So thank you so much for Um, but I, I don't know, uh, quite when everything's going to be out because it's like yeah. a whole thing she's doing. I don't want to give too much away, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was really, I was honored that she had me a part of it and it was fun to work with her and Vivian. act. Yeah. The Vivian yeah. and Angina. Um, and acting, you know, I like mm-hmm. to act and it was fun and a lot of it was like improv, but it was still yeah. fun to like do that and nice. be in front of those spaces and all that. So, you know, just black girl magic is next Wednesday. Hey. So getting ready for that and drag cons coming up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just getting, you know, just out here working, showing your work. That's what you have to do in this industry. Speaking yeah. of black girl magic, I'm sorry. I'm just like jumping on this. Uh, I'm so excited because Jada Essence Hall is going to be yes. here. Yes, my sister. She is your sister. She's my sister. Your family. Yes, yeah. she is my drag sister. Yes, Because yes. your drag mom is both uh, Taj Mahal. Is Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. Also, Kamora yes. Hall and a bunch of people. Kamora Hall, yeah. Um, uh, mainly Kamora and, and Jada. Nisha? And then Nisha Lopez, yeah. Soraya Dash. Yeah. So yeah, there's like, there's a... Jada is so sickening. People are going to fall. They already are living for her, which they, I love. I'm so excited for her. Already it's living for her. It's pageantry, but it's elevated in such a way. Like, it reminds me of the way that, uh, like... Trinity takes like traditional, but then kind of flips it on its head, and so does Akira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Akira down. Like, it's yes. Like, it's like when you're polished, you can do anything. Yeah. Yes. Polished. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so. And I will say that about Jada. Jada is extremely polished. She's yes. extremely the girl who will invest. Love yeah. She will invest in her drag. Yes. She is not scared to. You know, she doesn't gloat about it, but she is not scared to be like, no, mm-hmm. I'll pay this much money, or I'll do this, yeah. or I'll do that, because she knows this is her job, and she yeah. does her uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about her. And she is. She's super professional. She's really nice. And she just. Embodies like unbothered to me. Like oh, she looks like so unbothered. Yeah, she yeah. looks like you cannot shake her for any reason. <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's so good. And she's she got a great team behind her. Her boyfriend. And a lot her of boyfriend people. Uh, like solders her jewelry and mm-hmm. stuff. Like he yes. makes jewelry and, and her hair oh, and God, she so makes alone. all of her outfits. <laughs> She, yeah, right. Don't worry. Where's I just my now boyfriend. I just now taught my boyfriend how to rhinestone. Trust hey. me. That's okay. So he, he, there's certain the rhinestones things. he won't do. He won't do the smaller ones. I usually have to do nervous. He, yeah, I'll do the bigger rhinestone. Have him do. You the gotta get him a little wand. I was, little I was trying to show it to him. He was like, I can't do that. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't either. I don't know why. Does that like super work well for yes. everybody? Because uh, I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like your lifespan. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love her. All right. I'll um, do better. <laughs> uh, Vixen, what's new with you? Uh, you are about to do uh, Nubia. Nubia is yeah. coming up in March 5th and 6th. We just added a second date yeah. to this or a second show on the 6th, which is crazy and cool. Um, I've been in a trend of doing multiple shows on multiple days lately. <laughs> I just came from Kentucky uh, this weekend and I did two br- drag brunches a day. Yeah. And then on the second day, I did two drag brunches, which meant four performances and then a black girl magic after that. So it was a weekend of like eight or 10 performances. Damn. It was because, you know, like every time you come out, you actually do two numbers. So yep. you come out twice per show Damn. and I have so many bumps and bruises and scrapes, but it was so much fun. I, I saw you giving so Beyonce much. realness. And you, yeah. stories. <laughs> right. We did a Beyonce brunch and you know, like ever since, uh, 
we started Black Girl Magic, I started like limiting how much I do Beyonce mm-hmm. so that it'll be a big deal mm-hmm. when right. we do it for like the Beyonce Black Girl Magic. Uh, but I got to pull out these mixes I haven't touched in years. I felt like a 22 year old vixen. But my body reminded me today. <laughs> You're not um, that girl. Black Girl Magic is doing really good at Roscoe's. What else is new? Yeah. And then um, because it's Black History Month, I jokingly on Twitter was like, where are we taking the Black Girl Magic tour? And yeah. the emails came in. So. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be in Texas, uh, right? We'll be in Texas in March. Uh, but this month we're doing five Black Romantic shows around the country. We just did uh, Kentucky this weekend. We're doing Richmond, Virginia, and then mm. Atlanta, and all of these places that I thought I've been before, <laughs> but apparently not. And especially going to do it with Black Girl Magic is so much more special because mm. it like it literally means now that like when I get booked for something that there is like at least four black queens that I don't even know that are going to work that night That's just amazing. because I'm alive, which yeah. is so cool to me. Like, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. That fucking rules, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's such a good show. Like, I mean, we've talked about it nonstop always here, but it's just such a... Like, tea, tea of the bag. Tea right? of the yeah. bag. Right. We fucking stand. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. And I have to say, um, also, you're about to have Heidi in Closet. Yes. Who I'm like... She's the most adorable thing to me. Like with her like little gap between her teeth, and she's always smiling so big, like a li- like and a like, middle schooler who just like won an award. <laughs> like she always looked like she just won something. <laughs> I did. I did a show with her, a couple shows with her last summer. Yo, um, brunches she, too, and she's great. She's so sweet and so nice and unassuming, and then she can perform like a motherfucker. Nice. I saw like her she- do a, like a backflip where she went to land and she stopped mid <laughs> mid backflip and then like just like. And then went back the other way. I'd never seen like, anyone do it. Your mind. Yeah. Uh, it was, I don't need that. She yeah. was doing like, I want to see that. No, I, yeah. I, um, and the high kicks are like the highest kicks. Like yeah. everything is like, she, tight. uh, she was really sweet. Uh, like a few days ago, I saw she had caught, she had shot me out on her stories, just nice. saying very nice things yeah. about me. So I wanted to publicly say that. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, I know she does seem like she's just such a sweet, very yeah. happy person. She doesn't seem like she's at all any negative bone in her I body. Love her. I know. I met her last summer. She was like, uh, she was so sweet and so nervous. She was trying to like secretly tell me she was like I did my psych evaluation but I don't know I haven't heard back and I was like they do not waste time on psych evaluation if you get that psych evaluation just start saving your money Uh right now because like only 16 girls get a psych evaluation and most of them go so you're in I was so glad to see that she like really got it oh I'm amped I can't wait to meet her in person yeah and probably host a show with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we jump in? Yes, Why not? All right. Questions. I um, I'll start. Okay. Okay. We got a lot of drag race questions for you guys. Um, are you familiar with the show? <laughs> Part of it. Um, okay. This is from Paul from Long Island. He said, uh, whenever you look back on your season, do you cringe watching yourself on TV or do you love watching yourself on TV? I hate it. Oh, oh, yeah. Have you always hated watching yourself or is it drag race? It's just- it's the drag race stuff. Like it's yeah. just like it's really disassociating. It's like mm-hmm. looking at somebody I don't even know, especially when I see myself like with my hair grown out like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, I don't remember being that person. Like right. it's so mm-hmm. weird. I was uh in Puerto Vallarta for like my birthday weekend early December. And all of my friends were like, you know how to be fun? Let's watch episode one no. of season ten. And I was like That's rough. Uh, I was mortified. It's so like I just don't know that person. <laughs> like, no. It's so weird to watch. Yeah. No, that's because I'm just I'm like, like, turn around, you're making a big mistake. <laughs> just go home. <laughs> oh my god, I what know what you mean. What would you do different? So true. I would stay home. Really? <laughs> Wait, if you so you wish you wouldn't have done it at all. No, of course not. But like <laughs> but like 
in the in the big picture grand scheme, of course, everything worked out for the better. Yeah. yeah. But as like a human being, I'm like you. Your next three months would be so much better if you just went home and ate ice cream. Like, should have ate your food. Right. Shut up and ate your food. Yeah. 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 But do you yeah. wish you would have just like left the show on your own and just said fuck this? Or well, eventually I did. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you wish you would have done that earlier? Or no. I mean, like obviously, like the waves that I made were all like for the better and like good things. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I wouldn't take any of that back, but it's just like, you know, he could have had it a lot easier if you just like, there's so many moments where I'm like, what if you said nothing here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if you just, yeah. uh, so just watching it like unfold, like, it's like, um, like if you had to go through like a major surgery or something like that, you wouldn't want to roll the tape and like see it again. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for what came out on the other side, but yeah. the process was like yeah. gruesome. I feel that. You feel like you would have like piped up less when certain people were saying annoying things? Not in a like, um, like a timid way, but like say like Eureka, for instance, like her like coming from me, I could have just been like, you seem very upset. Yeah. And like, just left it at that. Your tone seems very pointed. Right. right now. <laughs> and just let her spiral on her own about it would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking recently, like, cause I left on like a singing challenge. I remember like coming up to the days of it. I was like, fuck, my voice is like so hoarse right now. And it's like, yeah, cause you've been yelling at everybody for two weeks. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> just save your strength. Right oh, now too. Man. Like, yeah. Uh, would you ever do an all stars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost dropped the, the oh glass gosh. almost, almost fell out of my everyone. hand. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. yeah. One day. Maybe so. I think it'll take a lot. There'll probably be like a million conversations between me and producers before mm-hmm. that ever happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Well, I think what you did for the show, what I've called a tectonic plate shift. Yeah. I think you took the conversation and you blew out the fourth wall you know, at least for a couple episodes and really changed how I think they edit, how they and how people cast, see. How they yeah. Yeah. And you have brought a conversation to drag that so many black girls, like even before the show has even like, have we ever right. all gone through. And that's why, like, I know you may look at it and be like, I loved it though. Yeah. I feel like you spoke for myself. You spoke for Jasmine Masters, for Kennedy Davenport. Yeah. You spoke for Tyra Sanchez. You spoke for so many of us. So I'm going to say that you may think that you may not like it, but I love it when I no, watch I'm it because so I think happy I'm so proud of happened. what yeah. you would do. Like you said, the wall you busted down because mm-hmm. as soon as I remember the next day, it was the entire conversation online. It was. Yeah. was talking about how black queens are being treated or queens of color are yeah. being treated in this industry. So. I'm glad that I'm it proud of you. really did change the way. And I I feel like now every girl who goes on, like, at least they have that in the bag. They're like, I don't have to be the first right. person to say that yeah, racism yeah, yeah. is bad. <laughs> you know, like, and for it to happen, for it to be a conversation that was first had with Aquaria, who you could see her having the realization yeah. at the same time. I think the audience was kind of like seeing it through her eyes. I think mm. that really helped because she is someone who's also young and aware but maybe she was yeah ignorant i don't in that think moment. she and realized she bounced back and went you're correct this is exactly a, this is my course yeah, correct that's this an is important how, conversation and that is have. and i respect her she for having that, that moment on camera yeah. right. saying yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that yeah. i understand where yeah. you're coming from yeah. i still right. respect her for that i, it's I like, think it helped a lot of people watch it and go oh i can actually shut the fuck up sometimes and then let other people have these conversations and, yeah and just because for her i think she was like I think she understood privilege. She understood that she was a white girl with privilege, but she didn't understand 
how much of a weapon it was mm-hmm. and how easy it was for her to like use it against mm-hmm. other people. And yeah. I, so when I was like, what I'm saying is leave me alone. And she's like, oh, yeah, because yeah, all it. I have to do is be near you and it just ruins your whole fucking shit. Yeah. So yeah. give me that fucking break. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, do you like watching yourself back? Well, I mean, I did details recently, so it was kind of fun <laughs> for me because yeah. I, I had for a long time I didn't watch my sister. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we've had this conversation before. Yeah. I like for a long time, for a few years, I really did not watch my episodes ever. And it wasn't until like season nine or so I watched for the first time like some episodes I had gotten off YouTube Mm -hmm. and um it was it was like pulling off a Mm band-aid because there were things I did not want to fess up to or things that I didn't want to like face Mm -hmm. and I felt I was at that point when I was watching I was I was wanting to really move forward with certain things in my drag Mm -hmm. you know the biggest thing obviously being my appearance and so I felt that I had to be able to own up to the things that especially that because that to me that's the thing that hits me the hardest yeah. out of everything I feel like I competed very fine on the show mm-hmm. but I felt the appearance I wish that I would have been able to maybe open my mouth and ask for help and things like that and I was you know I was too scared that somebody would sabotage me and mess it up you know at the time when I did it Drag Race was like you know the producers were like, don't tell nobody. You just didn't tell nobody. Nowadays, yeah. the girls, they, <laughs> you tell your, your team of like five, ten people. Yeah. Yeah. They keep it under wraps for you yeah. and then they go out and get everything for you. And so, it, you know, that I, those things are the, the behind the scenes stuff is what really gets me. Um, but yeah, when I started doing details, I had to sit down and really detail it and watch it and really kind of deal with those things and watch those things and, mm-hmm. And then go on the show and be able to express how yeah. the things that made me angry or the things that I knew I was wrong about and do it in a way where it didn't seem like I was in my feelings and mm, stuff like that. Yeah. So now I can watch it without any problem. It's actually really fun to watch myself because I feel the same way. Like I, I look at that person. I'm like, I don't know who that person is, but I look like a baby when I watch yeah. it. I'm like, I look like a little baby. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I think when yeah. I watch it. And I always like watching my Untucks more than actually watching the drag mm-hmm. race uh-huh. episodes. I just love Untucked because in Untucked, I, look, I just always look so gorgeous in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like always feeling it. So. <laughs> um, Can we jump to the next question? Yeah. This oh. is a funny question. Oh, here we go. Funny question. Okay. Ah, Coco Iman from here. Dita, if you were on season 10, how far do you think you'd go? Same question for Vixen. If she was on season four, how far do you think you'd go? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, if I was on season 10, I think I would go pretty far. I think I would have definitely possibly have won, to be honest with you, because I feel like, I feel like the new, the newer seasons, the challenges are like kind of one based mm-hmm. compared to when my season, it was a sewing challenge. It was an acting challenge. It was a singing challenge. It was group challenges. There was like such a variety of challenges where I feel the challenges now are kind of one based and they seem like a lot of acting, singing challenges, which I mean, y'all that been in the dressing room with yeah. me. I can come up with a song like nothing. I'm not an artist. I'm not a musical artist. I'm not trying to say that, but I can easily just make up something foolish as a song and we all know I could act and we all know I can sew. So I feel like. I probably would honestly make it pretty far. I mean, I made it far on my season, right. so I feel like I would probably win. <laughs> to be honest with you, and there's no shade to season tens winner. Aquaria. No, no shade to no Aquaria, bitch. You know you a bad bitch. You know I live for you, girl. But you know, honey, I would have ramped. <laughs> yeah. um, Were there? Yeah. Was it a lot more uh, sewing challenges on yours? Does it was a lot more yeah, constructive. Yeah. Through me, the first challenge was always drag on a dime, and yeah, then we had like the poster vote challenges. So it was I think always we um, in like season ten, it's like the challenges are more like streamlined. So you like 
you know what it's going to be. You show up with half of it already done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like you are you know, like, so everything is a little more prepackaged. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have done really well on season four because everything was a little bit more DIY and like you had mm-hmm. to like act That's on the spot, yeah, which is right, it's your jam. my jam. I probably would have been too busy, like working on the project and wouldn't have had any time to like get into the <laughs> I'm just like, I gotta fucking sew. Like, but you know, like if I had a project or something to do with my hands, I probably yeah. would have been quieter on season 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, you guys, oh, this is from uh, Aldo from Sonora, Mexico. You guys help me deal with my stress every day. Thank you so much. Uh, this one is for the Vixen. I really hated how they edited you to be a villain when in fact, I feel like you are more uh, like a hero for addressing shit that not a lot of people talk about. If they asked you to go back and uh, let's say have a redemption, would you accept it? I guess I already kind of. <laughs> we, kind of we did, but that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. Nice thing yeah. to say. So maybe so. Yeah, maybe right. so. Yeah. We can cut that. Trey, cut that. Trey, <laughs> that was a gift for the table. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I'm going to skip that one too. Okay. Yeah. Because it, the next question is, what is your favorite type of gifts for meet and greets? And if you say anything, you're just going to get 5 million of them. Oh, so bath bombs and gummy bears. <laughs> oh, that's Black a Forest one. organic gummy bears. Do you like Alban- oh. Albany's? Albany's? I like soft, chewy ones, not hard ones. Mm, literally anything cheesecake. <laughs> I die literally. It, it could be an actual cheesecake or it could be like little candies that are cheesecake Cheesecake flavor. bites. Yeah, yeah, people will give me. Yeah. Cheesecake is always going to follow me. I need so. to stop. I already need a root canal. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Kim was like, I don't even like donuts that much. I got donuts for four fucking years. I bet. <laughs> She's like, I was bloated on donuts. I bet. <laughs> Funny. That um, was from Didina Casket from yeah. Bergen, Norway. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, we almost Sorry. skipped your question, but then it was too good. <laughs> P.S. Kim, send me some makeup. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. I'm a PR package, please. Thanks, sis. <laughs> Got it? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is from Tara Card from Pensacola, Florida. Tea the bag. The fan base of Drag Race has viewed both of you in various ways. Post-Drag Race, what is something you wish people would understand about you that was not portrayed on the show or that you wish people would not assume about you? Hmm. I think it's kind of counterintuitive, but uh, a lot of times people come to me like very like coddling, like, oh my God, just the way that they teach you. Girl, oh. I'm good. Like, <laughs> right. like, I did my crying at home. I am not here to like have no. a therapy session with like somebody who watched. Like, you didn't see the worst of it. Like, the worst of it was on the cutting room floor, and I got through all of that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't need a hug. I'm okay. <laughs> like, so just people are, like, touchy-feely about it? Or just, like, um, come to me like a wounded puppy, and I'm like, you saw the show. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I, I did my crying at home. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't need, no. like, uh, to be babied in any way. Like, let's let's get this money. <laughs> yeah. I feel like wow. that's something that happens in cycles, right? As new people watch the season, and they're like, oh, shit. And then they, like, want to bring yeah. it up again. Or people rewatch it, and they have, like, revisionist eyes, and then they, mm. like, start to see it the way that everybody sees it now, which is great, but it's like, I think especially because it, you know, it gets released on Netflix in different countries at different times. And so then I have this like new wave of people Mm -hmm. like watching and like suddenly venting out. I don't like, I went through that the first time with Mm -hmm. the world. I don't need like you, but you really do get waves of like fans, like all watching it at the same time. And then they send you your opinion. And then so like 
in a three month span, somebody be like, I hated you on the show. And then like two months later, they're like, actually, it's good. It's like, uh-huh. thank you so much for keeping me up to it's, date on your opinions. Right. Like, I did two years ago. It's Groundhog's Day. It's just yeah. like the yeah. same thing over real, and over again. Yeah. What about you? Um, probably because like, um, I was in the troublemaker on my season <laughs> and I was kind what of like, <laughs> Well, actually, that was shaded to somebody else in my uh, season. But uh, anyway. um, <laughs> I was a troublemaker in my season. I really didn't start a lot of stuff. And so I feel like the edit for me was really like clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when people meet me, they think sometimes because what they saw on television, they're like, oh, she's sweet and she's nice. She's Miss Cheesecake. Like I can maybe throw, you know, how like the, 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 the and I'm just going to say this because boys, y'all be doing this. The girls mm-hmm. don't do this, but the boys do it. Mm-hmm. Y'all love to like throw a little jab of shade, you know? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Little, you throw a little shade oh, up in there, yeah. a little jab or something. Yeah. And you, I have to keep my cool because at the end of the day, I am black and I will go crazy. <laughs> but I have to keep my cool because I am an, I have a name and I'm a figure in this industry and I'm a respected figure in this industry. So a lot of times I have to just walk away from stuff, which you mm-hmm. will all witness before. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people like to throw little jabs at me. And then if I come back oh. At them without because I have a very yeah. slick mouth, uh-huh. and so like I will come back at you tenfold and talk about honey, your dog that's dead, and then all <laughs> you're crying and you're like, well, why yeah. are you coming for me? Dita's making, and then I'm made to be the villain, and I'm yeah. like, honey, I was just reading you like you was reading me, but because yeah. the show has me mm-hmm. edited to look like just sweet like as pie, say, and that's the that's the thing where I think the show has to take responsibility for like what they edit and what they say because the way you allow like a judge to talk to us or something like that. The fans yeah, think it that gives they the can audience do that. license yeah. to like come at you. I will say like there's definitely been like oversteps. Like I do think the Ashinese thing was like Thank you. Say it again, girl. It was a gross overstep because yeah. I think that it uh just opened up the conversation for people who didn't need to be saying stuff. Yeah, like that. exactly. And I think that it is a culture it's a cultural thing that it's like you shouldn't these be twinks shouldn't be saying, "Hey, work on your ashy knees or something." Like that's it's just like, a mad disrespectful thing to come from a. It's one of those things. The microphone's right here. Keep so you know, <laughs> 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 says, you know, and no, like, I yeah, agree true. with. Yeah. You. I, I talked about it on my show with Vixen. You were on yeah, there, yeah, special yeah. guest, and we yeah. talked about it. And I felt I've always said this. I have nothing against Rue. I have nothing against Michelle. The show. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with my pleased with my experience, but I was very upset that a hey, Rue wasn't the one who didn't look at me and say, "Mama." Rue could have looked at me and read me filth, and I would have been like thank you yeah. but I just feel like there is just places as all of us in our yeah. races that we can't say I can't look at someone white just like you know I have white friends and sometimes and they think it's funny to Michelle say was the one that told Coco Montrese that her makeup looked like soot to it some on all certain uh-huh, yeah. it's like little off color things like that you just and like, like you can't you know saying that um uh, Gia's eyelash was the way that it was because she had small eyes. And just just like, like when you have these little those, eyes, you can't do that. And it was just like little things where it's like it's those over- top model moments that won't age well. And yeah, you like and it's like things that I don't know if she would say that now. No, probably in not. This current, yeah, thing, you know, but because the conversation's obviously gotten bigger. But to wash that back is like right, oh, and it's yeah. also like I'm I'm certain that those were meant with like genuine kind of like constructive yes. criticism, but. It's not. If you're not examining your own sort of just inherent racism. And you're giving like permission. Being, yeah. It's, you're giving permission. And that's what I don't think a lot of times people understand even with that is that the, the permission is being given mm-hmm. to the fan base just to be able to say these things yeah. to us because they see 
one right. of the judges said, or they see right. they see one of the drag race girls make fun of it online. You yeah. know, back when that whole Ashley Me moment, there was a few drag race girls where I had to honestly get straight because it was like they were going on live or going on you know videos on yeah. Facebook and saying stuff, and it was like, honey, you're you have no right to speak about ashiness or yeah. any joke. You are a, you are a white queen, yeah. really, you are a queen of color, but you're playing a white, white <laughs> part. So you have no place to really talk yeah. when it comes to that, and so. I, I agree. I just hope that maybe the show sees that that happens and maybe they can just, you know, Course fix correct. and finesse those things yes. and correct those things in editing, you know, there's so that. Like a, there's a deleted scene um, from season 10 where everybody's like in the workroom, like kikiing. And I said something slick about Monet being bald and she came back and said something about my hair being like Bushwick baby. And like her and Asia, like really got a good kick out of it and kind of went in. And I like shut down. Like I was like, "Oh, we're doing that on national television." Like, right. and like we moved on, and I we got past the moment. But I was not the same after that. I was like, "Did you have that conversation with them?" Yeah, but then they like were like, "Oh, girl, you know, it's just a joke." And I was like, "You I'm see, and you didn't have the to be." The lens is different. Yeah. Like yeah. the audience is always there. Yeah, and I thought that it was like not going to make the cut and then they released it as like a deleted scene I think I saw and I get tagged about. in it all the time and I was like this was like the worst moment well see <laughs> we have to deal with that sometimes even within the like fandom of this of this of within the fandom of Drag Race, and I'm going to really be careful when I say this, I'm going to offend anyone, but sometimes even when we all may be the same race of color, but we all don't have the same race of fans. Yeah. And so then you have to understand that if you say something like that on camera and you all are black queens saying that, You're sometimes your fan base is a white fan base. You, you make white spaces. So you have to understand that when you say that, that you're giving the okay to your fan base to then right. come and joke with Vixen about that when they yeah. see her at a meet and greet. And those things you have to be mindful of. Yeah. yeah. Not just, you know, like, it just... Yeah. And, and like, even those conversations, like, it really was the Wild West back then. I mean, like, the second she said that, I feel like it just opened up the floodgates for people. Because now, like, girls are on Twitter being like, hey, guys, we don't fucking talk like yeah. this. Yeah. Do, not, helpful. do not do this shit. Like, yeah. I feel like people are being... Oh, anytime know, I have an opinion, anytime I say anything house. online, anytime I've, like, commented or liked yeah. something, it's always like, oh, shut up, Dita Ritz, with your ashy knees. And, yeah. this, and it's like... And it's funny how... Wow. It's funny how microaggressions work because I remember the first time I heard that happen on Drag Race, it sounded like such a loud, like, moment. Like, if you asked me, she, like, said ashy knees and there was a... After and like everything, and then when we rewatch it for details, it kind of like breezed by. But when you hear it, it hits you so it, hard, no. and it feels like a dramatic moment. Cause it's like uh. it's funny you said it because the first time I actually did remember seeing that, I I remember it felt like it was like a fully embarrassed moment. And then now watching it, when I watched it back for details to like kind of review everything, it literally was brushed right over. Yeah. It is. It's just yeah. like brushed over. But I was like, I did not feel that way yeah, when I watched but it. it hit you. And I yeah. still, yeah. even to this day, kind of watch it, and I'm like. Yeah. Right, but. because the people doing the editing and the people in the you know, the room later watching everything back aren't necessarily having that experience with you and they don't Yeah. You know, yeah. But I'm happy that people way. talk about it and I'm happy that it is something actually that people now actually yeah. do see as wrong yeah. and it really helps when people do actually say like that. Like I meet fans and they have said to me they're like, That was so effed up. I mean, yeah. I just gotta tell you, like that was effed up. So it's yeah, great it really too. Was it's up. great that <laughs> people know It would be sickening as fuck if you had a lotion up in that pin though. I'm just saying oh! <laughs> Now that right there, I like that. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do the next one. Okay. Um, this is from Langston from Nashville. Um, do you remember when you decided to make uh, drag your full time career? What uh, and what jobs did you have before becoming a full time drag queen? Oh, 
Um, I was a merchandiser because I went to school for merchandising oh, and window dressing and I, fashion design. That was so fun. You worked at um, Banana Republic mm-hmm. at one point, and um, yeah, I that was when I was taking a break because my drag mother passed away, and I kind of fell into like a little bit of a dark space, mm-hmm. which I've talked about before, and so. Um, it wasn't until like working, like I worked from like six, six to 12. Um, and so I would never have any contact with customers, which was the best thing I loved. (laughs) Um, like they, they told us, they were like, you're the visual team. You're meant to be not seen. So like, you know, if, if you're dressing mannequins and somebody says, you know, can I, you know, you, you go find a sales associate, you're not a sales associate, you're a visual person. So, um, and, but there would, it would. You know, Banana Republic is very, you know, gay men wear their clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, men wear their clothes period, but you know, gay men love Banana Republic. And so it would always be men walking in, you know, saying hello to me or I mm-hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. And then it just became this thing of like, I, I honestly, and you know, we hear Beyonce talk about this before and artists talk about like, you are meant to do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I'm just meant to be an entertainer because there's like, this is what everyone associates me yeah. with. And even it got to the point where, I was trying to take a break from drag and not even do drag. And yet Mm -hmm. I was still accepting bookings Mm -hmm. and then my bookings were taking over and it was starting to like cloud, you know, get in the way of my job. So I was like, you know what? And and, and ever since I've just been, I've had a laser kind of focus on like my goals and what I want to do in this industry. So, yeah. Don't you feel like it's kind of like, it kind of becomes like a calling where you're like, you're in denial. You're like, Oh no, I I still need my day job. And Mm -hmm. like, your day job is like you are falling asleep at work because you've been out on that. <laughs> I, I got, you were late to work today. Like you were late to your daytime job. Yeah, they're like, like uh, you need to go. Like this yeah. is not good. Like I was like late because I wasn't caring because I was getting like loved and adored on mm-hmm. stage. It was literally at Milwaukee Pride, and then I like overslept the next day to come get yelled at by some dumbass. Exactly. D- fucking you know district yep. manager who was rude as shit. And I was like, bitch, I don't need you. Like, anyway, like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, fuck this. I want to work for people who adore me and like, you know, right. and I, I want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I got fired from Starbucks because I was like, I was working in the Starbucks in Lakeview and then coming back down to do drag at night but I was living in the west suburbs at the time so I was like going all the way home and coming all the way back and then coming home or like sometimes I would bring my drag suitcase to work in the morning so that I could go from Starbucks to spin and like spend the whole day and just no sleep just thank god for espresso like Uh the only thing and then so that I was like okay fine and I got another job and I was working at um, Olive Garden as a server but that was like burning the candle on both ends because it's like you perform all night, then you wake up and you got to put on your happy face and deal with these customers. And I could, most of that was doable, except the managers were like pieces of shit and like not running well. And I was like, Always. one thing I don't have patience for is like nonsense. And I remember leaving the restaurant and being like, I'm never walking back in that building again. Oh, and that like, is <laughs> truly the greatest feeling yes, it is. when you, especially when you get fired from something like that and it just rushes to you and you're like, oh yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I hated this place. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, don't ever talk to me ever again. Like yeah. these fucking ladies who are like, my bosses. I'm like, fuck yeah. You. yeah. Like, Your life is miserable. Trust me. Right. I know it is. Like you're not I would never speak to you in my whole life. Like yeah. <laughs> and, once, and they were rude as shit. Like always fucking rude, dude. So once spring, <laughs> I like nuts. I had had it with like 
Because I would go in and you know me, any place I am, if there's something that can be fixed, I'm going to try to fix it. And so I'd be like, hey, you know, I think we need to. And I would get so much pushback and like shade from managers. And so I like left frustrated one day and I looked at my calendar and I was like, you know what? I have enough gigs to like pay rent for the next three three months. (laughs) I will figure it out in September. And by the time September came, I was like working six nights a week. I didn't have. And that's how it works. There you go. When you have to make it work, you do make it work. Yeah. 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 Back me against the corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. I yeah. hear you too. Yeah. <laughs> Honey badger don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's we'll take a break and then we'll come right back. That sounds great. Oh yeah. A big thank you to our friends at Roscoe's Tavern, Chicago's leader in nightlife and entertainment for over 30 years. Follow them today at Roscoe's Tavern on Instagram. Also, they are now serving food. I suggest the chicken tenders. I find them to be lovely. All right. <laughs> we are coming back from our break, and we'd like to thank our champagne sponsors, oh, yeah. Griffin Sipos, oh, yeah. Ooh. Ayavel Goldman, oh, yeah. Andrew Edwards, Allian, and Peyton Warner. If you, too, would like to support us either by Venmoing us at the Tea Podcast, or you can also support us on Patreon and get lots yes. of fun goodies. We just recorded a whole bunch of, like, little hello videos for everybody to thank them. Um, you can do that as well. Lots of ways to support Support the tea and keep us drunk and moving forward into 2020. Cheers. God bless. All right. (laughs) What are some songs you've always wanted to perform but have been too worried no one would know them slash respond well to it? Oh, this is a good question. Hana from Seattle. I have one. I love this question. It's been on my list and I have literally been wanting to actually do it maybe at Drag Matinee. Um, Is And I Am Telling You. I feel with my stage presence. That I could easily slay that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I'm here from The Color Purple. Those are two, because I love ballads. I just don't yeah. do them a lot. Yeah. But I love them and I do rehearse them at home. I do. <laughs> I do practice them when they're on and I stand there in my apartment yeah. feeling my own moment. Um, but like I, those two songs are very hard and I've tried to practice them before. And about midway, I just am like, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta turn it off for a second because it's like either too emotional, I get into it, and then I'll start crying, and I'm like, why am I crying sitting here doing this in my apartment? But then there's like... Yeah, but that's, you, the, that's how you know. But then I mean, you have I'm to, just speaking like, from my own No, but you have to give it. You have... Know. You know, I do, all, I do a lot of gospel numbers, and I either tell myself I have to either go in or either I can't do them because yeah. you can't have... Ass, sorry, God. Those yeah. type of things. So, uh, you know, I probably... And I am telling you, and I'm here from the color purple. Those nice. are like mine... That yes, I yes. really want to do, and you move so much on stage. I would love to do, see you do something that was more like very sh- sh- stationary. But yeah. Tommy Ross, one of my favorite yeah. uh, entertainers, Tommy Ross, go look her up, honey. I honored her last year in my Black History uh, Month mm-hmm. post, but she is an icon for that in the industry because she can stand still and, and just hold be- your. Those are the best that, numbers. That is hard to do. And everyone stares at her and then people walk up and give her money. And like, I literally watched her one time stand there and literally she was giving like this whole statuesque vibe and people were giving her money and she would take it and just drop it. <laughs> and it was like just piles of money <laughs> behind, like at the bottom of her feet. Wow. But yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I I always discourage ballads because usually at Matinee because mm-hmm. like the vibe, the energy so is so yeah crazy. Mm-hmm. Like and it, unless it's like a really specific thing, it can kind of like dip the energy. Yeah, mess. I think it's important for like if it's a ballad, it needs to like end with a bang so that you can oh, be yeah. like, all right, and look. yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it makes sense. It yeah, it. it needs like that emotional like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am telling you, that's that's yes. something yeah. you could. 
do uh, it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it then. Do yeah. it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, no, I've one. been thinking about it, and I'm like, I really want to do it. Yeah, especially like in the later part of the show where mm-hmm. everything's like supercharged, so they really feel that like. God yeah, well, I'm aware. Like, good old shaky <laughs> Good old yeah, shaky wheel for that number. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, good. Um, so I have there's two things. So one, uh, I love Ariana Grande songs so much, mm. and they just do not fit my brand. Like you know, she's no. our she's our light skinned princess. <laughs> like, uh, mm. like I feel like if I was to do an Ariana Grande number, I would like obligatorily have to like address everything that's problematic about her <laughs> yeah. first and then yeah. like and like so fuck it I but just her never music is but I love her, her music I love her music and know. then there's like um there's this gospel song one I'm like Dita knows I'm like not very big on religion but like I was raised in the church so like in any stressful situation like gospel music just comes to mind because mm-hmm. that's how I was raised mm-hmm. and there's this song uh called uh you know it uh for every mountain you know um for this, I give you praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. It's so dramatic. Oh. It's so like the choir comes in, like mm-hmm. it starts with a solo voice, but then when the choir comes in, it's just mm-hmm. like a million people singing and it's You will shed a tear. You it's, will so, shed it's such a gorgeous and, like, song. And it builds and it kinda reminds me of like um Pocahontas Paint Without the Color of the, of the Wind. Uh-huh. It's like, very like scenic and like um and when we did Black Disney Black Girl Magic, I thought about doing it and then Bambi reminded me that I am not. 100% Native American and so I will not be also Pocahontas is like one of the more problematic of the, yeah uh-huh. exactly made a love story out of like and like way too on the nose for like me to be like these white men are dangerous and then like too many too much you gotta break down too much you gotta break down but if I ever if we ever find like the right theme that I end up doing a gospel number like that one but I also would want like 17 backup dancers yeah. to like really like give it you wow. never know <laughs> so, like, I, I hate the so. you know what song is like my crying song like do you have a song you put it on and you're like oh let me just get a good one out yes. like, mm-hmm. okay so it's a YouTube song but I don't listen to the YouTube parts the Mary J Blige one oh, oh that's such a good song she goes fucking ham she's like, like what like, oh my god yes, yes. yes. I, I, I love Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige knows pain. Mary J. Blige is so, oh, she's it's so like, good. It's like Bono singing and you're like, okay, I have an oh, emotion. Oh, oh my God. But I did that song in high school. What? what? One love. love. Is it getting better? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's such a good song. You know what my crying song is? Um, So so from the musical Waitress, there's a song called Used to be mine. Used to be mine. Used to be mine. But there's oh a version. God, yes. There's this uh, yep, the Broadway child. girl, Shoshana Bean. Yeah. She is like such a beast. And like, yeah. I, if I wake up and it's a bad day, hey Siri, throw on uh, Shoshana Bean. She's perfect. And then like, yeah, it already, that song always gets me. And then yesterday, my mom sent me like a video of like somebody like winning or like getting like the golden ticket at America's Got Talent. Oh, you say, hey, Siri, <laughs> Siri really be listening. Oops, sorry, Siri. Um, so my mom sent me this video of, like, America's Got Talent and this one girl, like, winning. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And I went to this YouTube spiral of, like, oh, when people mm-hmm. get golden tickets. Tears, tears. And it was, like, every Sobbing. time a tick. Sobbing. And then this little boy comes on, yeah. and he's, like, so cute. And, like, you can tell he's a little queer. And he's like, I mean, I'm going to sing for you. And he starts singing, she used to be mm-hmm. mine. And I was like, I feel so attacked right now. Oh. And it was so good. Have you seen that. the one Wretch. where he actually gets invited on stage to do it in front of the cast? 
podcast. I'm sending it to you. Okay, well, I'm gonna cry later. Yeah. Why Clef Sean and Claudia Ortiz? Papa, I'm gonna leave, baby. I just stay. Promise me that you do the same because I'm gonna love you like I never loved. Touch me like you never touched me. Yes, I forgot the name of that song, but um, I swear to God, I want that played at my wedding. It literally makes me cry when I hear it. Why Clef Sean and Claudia Ortiz? I really don't know. Oh, two wrongs. They say two wrongs don't make it right. I'm listening to that now. So good. It's like early 2000s. We should make a playlist connected to this. Yeah. Um, And me and you, any Hamilton song. Yeah. Instant. There was, I was just listening to, I forget, didn't. Okay, I was just listening to a bunch of um, Regina Spector. Yes. Oh, I love yes. Regina Yo, Spector. She can, get me, she can really get me. Flowers like, of flowers. You are my sweetest downfall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Uh, oh, it's so or beautiful. Eat is my favorite uh, E.T. Mm-hmm. Or the one, the um, Human of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got yeah. a Her voice is so voice. beautiful. Yes. All right, we got to go. All right. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Um, where can uh, people find you online and what's coming up that we need to promote? <laughs> Follow at the Vixens World on all social media platforms and find Black Girl Magic at Roscoe's Tavern every third Wednesday of the month. And stick with us because we're going places, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Find me on Instagram, Dita Swag. Find me on Twitter. Yes, Dita got Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize how happy everyone got with that habit that day. That was pretty exciting. Um, the real Dita swag on Twitter, and I'm actually having fun. I have to, I do have to stay off it because boy, do I want to say some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, the fighting it's place. Danger. It's, oh, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. The first day Dita was back on Twitter, she was like, "Girl, I didn't know there were so many penises online." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, there's so much dick online." I thought that they had outlawed it. That's how long ago I remember Twitter. Yeah, Twitter yeah, is truly gone. a lawless. I was like, "Oh, I, well, honey, I was on the phone for a good hour and a half." <laughs> um, and then just check me out on IMHO channel on YouTube for all the detail shows. We have Detail the Slice. Uh, more yeah. details with Dita Ritz is coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I am t in Chicago on uh, everything and you can find me at Drag Man every Saturday and you can find me every Friday at Roscoe's where they have me chained up to the radiator doing uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing parties uh, and uh, XYZ the first Sunday of the month and uh, we have a lot of crazy shit coming to Drag Matinee this uh, year like I'm planning into April and May right now and the guest stars are fucking lit so nice. yeah follow us on Instagram Drag Matinee and I oop <laughs> I am lucky I dot this enough. Yeah, nope. <laughs> I am lucky dot stiff on Instagram. I'm lucky stiff too. That's the number two on Twitter. I am in rehearsals right now for hundred days at Co Candy Productions, which uh, if you go to their website, you can see all about tickets. It's very cool. It's a theater show. It runs for five weeks, starting March sixth, which is our first preview. Opening night March thirteenth. And um, other than that, watch my Insta story and please book me in April and May because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's All real right there. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank Happy you. Black Happy Black History Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to support our podcast and get early access to new episodes and boners content, you can find us at patreon.com slash the T podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the T Chicago. Shame your knees. Eat your Schwarzenegger as Mr.